Greetings, constant listeners. It's Michael Monroeville Mall Rothman. What you're about to hear is a clip from our roundtable review on Mike Flanagan's Midnight Mass. How do you hear the full thing? Become a member of our Patreon, The Barons. It's there you can unlock over 100 hours worth of exclusive content, which includes our new archival series, our new Dark Tower series, over a dozen commentaries on Stephen King movies, weekly minisodes like Randall and Mel's Month of Halloween Hell, and even monthly hangouts over Zoom. You can subscribe now through the link in the description of this episode, or you can visit www.patreon.com slash the Barons. Hope to see you there over long days and pleasant nights. Speaking of King, let's talk about uh, where we see King in this uh, series, which is all over the place. Yeah. All but, over, yeah. Seriously. But I think um, I think we can start with the obvious, which is small community um, and even being on an island, because of course that made mm-hmm. me think of Dolores Claiborne, um, yeah. the community there, and uh, and. But yeah, the small community, this, it's, you know, the humble community, too. It's, it's you know, this is not like a place where rich people, like, vacation. Like, this is like, you know, a real actual town. It feels and, like uh, Little Tall, you know, like all yeah. of King's Islands. Yeah. Absolutely. And uh, and then just the use of archetypes, I think, is so so great. I mean, having, like, the, the noble sheriff, um, the town drunk, like, uh, you know, the... Um, the religious woman with a with an axe to grind, you know, like a lot uh-huh. of these like we see like, I mean, all of those we can point to various characters. I mean, of course, I thought of uh, I thought of um, Camber's friend from Cujo yes. when I saw the drunken old man. Gary so I knew Pervier. he was. Yeah. yeah, I knew he was doomed. Um, mm-hmm. Although that's what I'm saying is we ended up getting so much more mm-hmm. from that character, which yeah. I loved. And then uh, but then. um uh, but then also what he's able to do by setting it in a church and, and drawing upon Catholicism primarily is he's able to draw upon the iconography that accompanies like a choir boy yeah. like, or a mm-hmm. priest. Like I think about that a lot, just like how much character can be conveyed sometimes through costume uh-huh. and just a costume that you don't see very often. Um, one that speaks somewhat to who they are, what their values are, and what you can expect from this character. And um, there's a lot of that in... Uh, in this story that I think is, I think it made it very easy for me to grasp on to these characters. Like um, that's, I think was my favorite thing was by the end of the first episode, I felt like I had a really strong grasp on the majority of people in this world. And I liked all of them. So mm-hmm. yeah. yeah um, you feel like you've known him for a long time. You know? Yeah. So I where mean, else I, do we see uh, King here? I mean, I joked on Twitter the you know three episodes in, and this is even before I found out that there were vampires in it. Um, which speaks to what you're discussing, Randall, and the you know the small town and the world building there, um, which you know we see really early on, um, and we get to see flourishes of it with Carrie. But like Salem's Lot, as we discussed on the book episode, is when we really do see that um, you know sense of building there and foundation and and um, creating the you know fiddling with the archetypes. But Salem's Lot, like I, I I tweeted about how like you know Salem's Lot when it comes out next year in September, everyone, and they already are starting to do it, are going to be like, oh, why didn't Mike Flanagan do it? Or, you know, if Mike Flanagan captured yeah. Salem's lot better in Midnight Mass than he did, you know, Gary Dauberman did. And look, I'll, I agree. Because the slow burn, as we discussed in, you know, a recent Hollywood King episode, is what you need 
to make Salem's Lot work. And a lot of that has to do with the patience of what you can do with characters and the characters, uh, you know, deceiving oneself and, you know, creating, um, you know, gaslighting and why, you know, and, and hard wiring and stuff, which is also what you see in evil things. So I saw those two as like real big foundations for uh, Flanagan here. I mean, and there's a potpourri of fucking every King novel pretty much after that. Yeah. But Salem's Lot for sure. Like this is pretty much like the best adaptation of Salem's Lot we've ever gotten. Like, I mean, because it's, it's Lady Salem's Lot. Like yeah, the well, cot's head at the end is like full of women. I was like, yes, yeah, this is that is awesome. true. This that is, is true. The update I want. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and yeah, then they and, and they the kill thing- Ben Mears halfway through. <laughs> so- exactly. <laughs> Which I love. I I wasn't expecting that. I wasn't either. And I was really sad because he wasn't going to be in the last couple of episodes. But I just loved the way they handled that. Um, It's funny because Mel told told me once that one of her favorite tropes in uh, in any story is when the the main character, like it's like Psycho, like when the person you think is the main character gets killed halfway through. Mm -hmm. Uh, So I have a feeling she's going to enjoy this. I've been telling her to watch it. So it's like, uh, it's just funny to me that um, like that trope when done well, can be so effective and I think it's really effective here. I think so too. Yeah, that is the strongest ending of an episode, I think, of the whole series. And I think like when you think about vampires, as much as this show explores God, talking about pulling punches again, um, like the horror of becoming a vampire is that you lose this death that they've given these long monologues about. You lose this option for heaven and you're just stuck. And I remember watching 38, 30 days later where the the guy is talking about wanting to see his family in heaven and if he becomes a vampire he won't and that is where I think Flanagan really does pull a lot of his punches is just still giving them their heaven and still giving them their death even though this horrible thing has happened to him I can't fault him I like horrifying terrible I want my soul to get ripped out sometimes too I don't know he just delivers on this in a way that I think King does like this felt like the ending of Billy Summers in a lot of ways yeah Yeah. I saw that too Yeah. yeah yeah 